Welcome to the Bloom Where You're Planted podcast from Never Too Late Cafe. I'm your host, Laura Womack. Each week we sit down for a chat with someone just like you, someone who had an idea, a passion, a dream, or sometimes just a thought and planted that seed, watched it grow into something they wanted to share with the world. If you have an idea for a topic or someone that would be a guest for the Bloom Where You're Planted podcast, feel free to reach out to us on Facebook where you can join our Never Too Late Cafe Facebook group. We'd love to hear from you. And today I have a very special guest with me, and that is Shelly West. Hi, Shelly. Hello, hello. So excited to be here, Laura. Thank you for inviting me. Great. Um, Well, you're a multi-talented individual, a creative. So let's start with where you currently live. I am in Milford, Ohio. It's a little spot outside of Cincinnati, and I live on a on a tiny rural road that just feels great. I'm in the woods, trees, mm. birds, bushes, rabbits, deer, all of that. Oh, wonderful. Mm-hmm. But that's not where you're from originally, correct? That's right. I'm originally from northern Michigan at the top of the mitten where the water is clear, the air is clear, and the people are really friendly. So is you say that's Upper Peninsula? It's in the top of the mitten, which is in the upper, the northern lower peninsula of Michigan. Oh, okay. So Petoskey. Yep, near there. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yes, I've been little, there. Little town of Bel Air is where I'm originally from. Went to high school there and graduated there. Oh, okay. So um, I know that when um, I'll just as a sort of an intro we met at a wood songs and I know that you did some artwork in a, in addition to some other things but tell us a little bit about your art sure um I started doing I I've been doing art as long as I can remember I remember some of the first work that I did was my parents bought me this cute little toy box that had a chalkboard on the front of it to close it up and I remember how exciting it was to do something beautiful on that. And I wasn't, wasn't required to do anything fantastic. So I had freedom to just express myself because it was easily erasable and nobody cared. So that's what I remember as some of my earliest artwork is doing that and then bringing my brothers and my mom and dad in to look at it and show them how proud I was of what I had just done. And that was fun for me. So that was really the beginning of what I remember in artwork. So what medium do you currently do? Currently, I'm I'm dabbling in watercolors and I enjoy acrylics. Acrylics are, are much easier for me. Um, having started in high school, I did, I did um, oil painting, mm-hmm. enjoyed that immensely. And I love that the flow of the oil paints. And then I didn't really do much art for the next 30 some years. <laughs> wow. You know, life gets in the way, you have a career, you have children, now grandchildren. And now I'm in a in a place where I have a dedicated room that I can put my art stuff in and, and let it sit and, and do things with. Mm-hmm. And so I'm getting back into it and mostly playing with watercolors, enjoying acrylics. And I do mostly nature paintings mm. when I work. Yeah. Now, if I recall, you had an art exhibit this past year? 
I did. Uh, it was really exciting for me. Um, the local college art department had a um, a showing where they invited um, people from the college, the art college, who had works, and they put them in the display and and in the gallery. And um, some friends and I are part of a watercolor guild here in Milford, in Loveland, Ohio, and we were invited to bring some of our work in as well. So I put a couple of pieces in there and sold my very first painting, the first thing I've ever sold this last summer. And that was exciting. Wonderful. Wonderful. So then, like I mentioned at um, the Wood Songs Gathering, which was, um, that was in Louisville over yes, a year ago. So you also played an instrument. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I almost forgot about that. That was so cool. Michael Jonathan invited me to play my Irish flute while while he was doing his, his new piece. And yeah, I started playing Irish music in, I want to say 2001, which I am now almost 60. So um that was, you know, that was well into my, into my days. So in 2001, I started playing the Irish flute with a group and played semi-professionally for about 12 years. And now I go to open mics and I also play guitar and ukulele a little bit. I do some singing. Those. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> I had no yeah. idea about guitar and, or ukulele. <laughs> I just remember the flute that you have oh yeah the irish wooden flute it's it has such a deep rich tone that really speaks to my soul and um it was the 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 first time i i played it i knew i had to had to do this mm. i heard somebody playing on uh, i think it was the chieftains the chieftains i heard i heard an, a wooden flute and i just fell in love with it so i went and bought one and i taught myself to play it and it was just lovely wow, and i've enjoyed so, it ever since so did you have music in your background before that, like in school or? Right. I started uh, on, with the saxophone in high school and junior high and put it down. I sold my saxophone upon graduation from high school. And, and then I decided to play the flute many years later, oh. decades later. Yeah. So never too late is really a slogan <sighs> for you, right? <laughs> Absolutely. It's never too late. It's never too late to figure out what you want to do next and step into it for sure. Mm, I like that. So um, of recent times, no, I know you, you started with massage therapy. Yes. I had a long career in, in the legal field as a paralegal and an e-discovery and litigation um, as an, a, a support staff. I did that for a couple of decades and knew, I knew early on, I knew when I was in my twenties that I wanted to be a massage therapist. And I was told at that time, it was not a good idea. The people who were influential in my life, being my mom, my friends, they said, you can't make money doing that. You should go do something that makes money. Okay. So I pivoted. I decided, all right, that's not a thing for me, but I never lost my desire Mm. to to do massage. So my children being grown and I, I'm in a good financial place, I thought it was a good idea to step into massage. And it was absolutely the right thing for me to do. 
I love, love, love what I do. I wake up every morning and I look at my calendar, my schedule and see who's on my day. And I get excited. I mean, I, and I am so happy to see them coming to into my office and, and watch them go out much more comfortable and easier in their bodies. And that, uh, that just feeds my soul. Mm. I made the right move. So I've been in massage for nine years now mm-hmm. and I still love it every single day. So do you mm-hmm. also incorporate um, other holistic, you know, oils? I mean, a lot, of, I just know a lot of people that's been in uh, massage therapy do various things with it. Do you also? Um, so the, the biggest thing that I incorporate is energy work. Um, if you've heard of Reiki or healing touch, those kinds of things, mm-hmm. I'm not, um, I'm not properly trained in them, but it is definitely part of my makeup. It's who I am at my core Mm -hmm. and helping the body's energies move is I think part of what makes me successful as a massage therapist. There's more than just pushing on muscles. It's so much more than that. It's, it's feeling the energy flow through the tissues from head to toe, side to side and finding the flow and the ease of the body's energy under my hands. Mm. Yeah. And there's a third piece to it. Um, I'm also a life coach um, and I'm trained as a body mind coach, which means connecting, connecting the mind and the body um, so that we can feel so many times when we are, um, going through the day, you know, maybe your shoulder hurts or your hip hurts and you ignore it. You just block it out and you keep going and you punch through and get everything done that is on your task list or one of the things on your task list. So just keep going and ignoring the pain. And after months, years, decades of ignoring the pain, we come completely disconnected from our bodies and we just live in our minds. And that is not where holistic health lives. And so in my body mind coaching program, sometimes I incorporate that into the massage, and sometimes the massage comes into that. I have I have offers that go, that connect both, but also just using the body and connecting to the mind and getting out of your head and feeling what your body really feels. Mm-hmm. I help guide people through that and into understanding who they are in the world and how they feel in the world. And what feels right and one what feels out of, out of alignment with who they really are and help them get back to it. And that can put ease in the body, ease in the mind, ease in the soul. It puts everything together. And so that is another thing that I've been doing in the holistic realm. So um, from what I understand from life coaching, it also um, pertains to maybe helping people guide them in making life decisions or is yours that way? Well, sounds like what feels right. Yes. And absolutely. Um, I'm doing a program right now where I am doing uh, lunch and learns in, in corporate facilities and in, in schools with the staff where I go in and I talk about boundaries and that, that is where, that's where I'm, I'm working right now. And so People don't really understand 
what boundaries are. They know they're supposed to have them and they know that they're, you know, they could feel it in their body and they can feel it in their mind when they're running into the wall of somebody else telling them how they're to feel and who they're to be and what their decisions are to be. And I help people understand understand how to build their boundaries, how to figure out what they want to put in place and when to slide around it by understanding their priorities and their true values, putting those two pieces together to make day-to-day decisions as to what they're going to do, what they're going to allow, who they're going to allow near them and in their world. And once we step into our boundaries and understand how we want to live, not how we should live or not how somebody else expects us to live, but how we want to live, then we can step forward and make true decisions that build our lives going forward into something beautiful and something that we intend to build and that we love. Building a life we love based on our boundaries is a beautiful walk. And I help people step through that and understand when they're making decisions, where that takes them and where they can go with it, all the possibilities. That is very interesting because having, you know, in the past I've had involvement with and worked in that realm a bit myself, but I know that a lot of it was, you know, personality testing and things that I found wouldn't apply years later. I I mean, it, it didn't get to my core. It was a standardized test or something based on, I was thinking, you know, none of these make sense at some at some level they do and at some level they don't and yours sounds like it goes much deeper into the realm of well your consciousness and your subconsciousness possibly very true yes when we understand where our decisions are coming from either inside of us or outside of us we can then make decisions going forward that serve us really well mm. and until we understand who we are and that sounds huge and, and unattainable and, and scary because we nobody's ever guided us into that. When we can get to who we really are, we can create an intentional life moving forward. And I'm not saying it's easy. It's not always easy, you know. I've had a I've had a few clients of late um, who are struggling in a marriage. And that is one of the you know basic core things is family. Um I had one couple, one a, a man who came in and he was not sure that he wanted to stay in his marriage. And I helped him understand who he was being, how he needed to make decisions for himself. And when I guided him through that, he realized how much he really wanted his marriage and he worked hard to make that work. And then I had another, I had I have had another client who she was pretty sure she didn't want to be in the marriage. And I helped her figure out where she was, who she was being and who she wanted to be and what she wanted her life to look up like, and saw that that marriage was not going to be part of the future. Hmm. And so I helped her move past that and get through all the little steps it took to make those decisions and build a better life. And so I've had more people that stayed together than than came apart in their marriages, but that is something that 
you don't make a willy-nilly decision, but sometimes when we make decisions that are that big, we don't step into who we're being. We just kind of like, this feels kind of right. So I think this is what I want to do without looking deep. And I help people look deep and see what, what it is that isn't working in the marriage, what is working in the marriage. And if that vision that they had back in their 20s when they connected is still alive, they can go for it. Mm, mm. Um, that's excellent because um, you're dealing with real life situations and, um, you know, I'd have to say having been in the holistic world um, that sometimes uh, practitioners are very, um, there's a broad range and to have someone that really is looking for the the best interest of the individual that they're working with, as opposed to maybe, I don't know, how can I say self-promotion? <laughs> yeah. And, and what that brings to my mind, Laura, is people who are, are making decisions based on pe- what the people around them think that they should do. You know, my mother thought I should not be a massage therapist. Mm, right. Mm, yeah. And so I lived my entire life not doing what really spoke to me Mm -hmm. and still does. And I took time in my 40s and decided that that was going to be the thing I'm going to do. Mm. Um, And that was based on who I am inside, what I feel, what I believe, and how I can help the world. (laughs) I know we talked earlier about the uh quote bloom where you're planted <laughs> yes and yes tell me what that means to you so an interesting thing that i did when i was deciding where to go in my life and what choices to make and i still knew i was i was in the in the legal field and i knew it didn't suit me it never was a really good fit but it paid the bills well so I do not regret it, but I also know that that's not for me right now. So um, when I was 47 years old, I believe that's right, in 2011, I decided that I was going to go on a journey and discover what it is that I needed to do for me. So I packed up everything I owned, put put some of it in storage, got rid of the rest, paid off my car and hike the Appalachian Trail. Wow. I decided to go for a walk and contemplate life and decide what it is I wanted to do with the rest of my life starting now. And one of the things I realized is there's no such thing as what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Mm. Because even though we decide that now, it can morph into something bigger and broader as we go through it, just like my massage moved into massage and coaching, which life coaching really serves me and serves tons of people. That is the next step. So I did not decide I'm going to do this one thing the rest of my life because I'm old, (laughs) which is how I kind of felt at the time was like, Oh my gosh, I have to make the big decision. I knew in taking that walk six months in the woods with a backpack by myself, I knew that there was so much more out there that I could experience moving forward. So 
off I went. And when I, when I was hiking, I also had grandchildren in the, in the Cincinnati area that were coming along. My daughters were married and having families of their own. So I didn't want to miss on that either. So I knew I would land here. So bloom where you're planted is no, I don't really want to be in the Cincinnati area. I wish I still lived in Michigan and I would not want to be far away from my children and grandchildren. So here I am thriving and blooming where circumstances took me. Mm-hmm. And I choose to be, I, wow. I choose to be beautiful here. Mm. That mm. was hard to say. It was, it feels, it, it, it feels beautiful though. It feels really right. So mm. yes, I, I choose to be beautiful here. I could tell. So, um, what advice would you give someone? Well, you made <laughs> a big, you did a, an about face and, and I love the way that you've already woven a lot of words of wisdom right in there, but what additional words would you say to someone? I would definitely advise someone to take their walk. And that doesn't mean yeah, <laughs> putting on a backpack, backpack and going for a six month walk. It does not mean that a, necessarily. It might, <laughs> <laughs> it might mean that. And it might mean picking up a, a membership at the nature center and going out in the woods once a week. It might mean that you take swimming lessons it might mean that you just, you know, go and, and learn to paint or learn to draw or learn to play an instrument because the meditative, the meditative piece of all of those is what gets you to where you want to be next. Mm. So take the walk, take the walk, take the internal walk looking Mm -hmm. through yourself, through the eyes of your child and take the walk. And if you need somebody to hold your hand, when you do that, find that somebody that fits, it might be a best friend. It might be a life coach. It might be a counselor. It might be a music teacher. We don't know who it is until we know who it is. And we find that person connect with them and do your inner work. See what's next for you. So take the walk as my piece of advice, whatever that means to you. Mm. I like the way you said that you don't have to necessarily have it like it just be one thing. Like it can evolve to other things because um, I think in society, sometimes that's the focus, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And it can really paralyze people almost to think, well, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) And um, I can see why you're successful at what you're doing. I really do. And I do want to say that we both were rushing in before we started this conversation and you took us through a wonderful guided meditation and definitely share that with the world in some way. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Because it was very helpful. And um, so what's next for you? Mm. I'm expanding my, I'm expanding my coaching Mm -hmm. and moving out into the world a little bit further. 
So right now, that is where I'm comfortable growing and and building. And in my future, next year, I intend to be selling art pieces. Mm-hmm. I have a gallery in mind here locally that I intend to be in in 2024. So that is coming up for me. And that's really exciting. That's like a big stepping stone for me. Yeah, that's where I'm going next. Great. So when you're expanding outside of your area, you are you meaning outside of the Cincinnati area or other realms of coaching? I'm expanding outside of the Cincinnati area. I'm I'm starting with public speaking here locally, getting in front of groups so that I can help more people in the world mm. find who they get to be and find who they love inside themselves. That's that's really big for me to be able to help thousands of people because if I help one person, it's not helping one person. If I help a, if I help parents stay together for their with their children, I have helped both of the parents. I have hope I've helped all of their children, be it two or three. I have helped their children's teachers. I have helped their children's teachers, spouses, or significant others. It just goes on and on out into the world. We don't know who we're impacting, but I know that I'm impacting people in a beautiful, positive way. And that's really what I want to do in the world. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, um, as our time comes to a close, I just want to thank you for, um, our connection and uh, the fact that we met in the way that we did and that I was like, I just definitely need to get Shelly on and talk to her. And um, we will definitely keep in touch as you bloom more and to see what uh, you're up to. And so we'll just definitely do that. So um, thank you. I want to say that I am truly grateful for knowing you, Laura. This is amazing. I feel a connection and I really look forward to getting together with you more in the future. It's an honor to be here with you. So as our time comes to a close, remember to keep creating, keep sharing, and keep supporting each other. And remember to bloom where you're planted. Bye for now.